welcome to Who Put This On, Season 5, Episode 8, where we watch Homestead Rescue, Season 6, Episode 2. I'm Chris Lorenz. No singer. Harrison Hoffman. Hey, this is James. Annabeth. Max Laskatz. All right, well, if this is your uh, first time joining us, uh, this podcast, we critique reality shows by watching one episode each week of a different reality show. Uh, so this week, as you've heard, is Homestead Rescue. Uh, Harrison, can you give us the show description for Homestead Rescue? Marty, Matt, and Misty Rainey use their building, farming, and hunting expertise to help people who strive to live off the grid. That's Homestead Rescue on the Discovery Channel. Um, yeah. So uh, in this episode, we've got these three hosts. They go to this woman's homestead in the middle of Alaska and build a greenhouse some garden and a bridge and that's the episode um kind of get to learn about some of the characters the people that live in this homestead and the, the hosts a little bit but that's it like that's what happens in this episode uh chris yeah. i gotta ask what the what is a homestead i don't fucking have any idea <laughs> <laughs> okay. nope. You couldn't take one guess? You I mean, I could the guess. Show? The show is the one kind of defining a homestead for me. So, like, I don't know what, you know, the dictionary says a homestead is. I would love to know. Like, I do I live in a homestead? Idea. It's a home. Looking at it. No, you live in an apartment. It's the opposite of a homestead. Well, let, James, give us the definition of a homestead, then. I mean, I feel like the most relatable definition is it's, you know, when you have a home or property or land and you make it your own. So, so that could be you improve it, you build stuff, take care of it, you look after it, you shepherd it, whatever it is. Whether that's if you're farming, whether if it's improving your roof, building a fence, that's homesteading. When you call up your landlord to fix the hot water heater in your apartment, that's not homesteading. But like, do I need to be living off the grid and make my own food and like gardening shit to be a homestead? That's- grid you could build a homestead in some suburban areas that seems reasonable so what you're saying is everyone in america that owns a house that's just a homestead um it's close it's in the direction of a homestead i feel like the homestead it's about making it noah can you can you can you go internet corner this for us i need to we need official chris what if home is just short for homestead (laughs) could be that's why i'm like i don't know could be anything I mean, so for, for the purposes of this particular reality show, I mean, it does seem to be people who are kind of, you know, trying to make it like, you know, out on their own, like in the wilderness, being you know, self-sustainable to some extent. Like, I've seen like a couple episodes of the show now, and that, that kind of seems to be the, the theme of it. Yeah, this show is definitely pushing in the direction of the uh, subsistence living lifestyle. Uh, but that doesn't mean that like all homesteads fall into that. But that's kind of like the flavor of this show. Yeah, I mean that's what, that's kind of when I said like I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, our friends Leah and VJ were doing internet cornering to look into this. So I don't even got to go to my own corner. I have other people in the corner, and they figured out um, there's kind of a couple things, but largely big property and sustainable. So I, I, I think James was on it. I think the thing is, though, it would be kind of odd if you're in, like, a truly suburban area 
um, want to have that much land. But even if you did, to say that, come to my homestead. I, I think that would just come off a little odd. To me, it implies this sort of, like, you're on the borderlands type thing, you know? You can't just have one in Scottsdale, Arizona. <clears throat> all right, all right. We're, I'm done with this. I have to say that the beginning of the show was fucking awful. Like, so they, they boot up this into the show and it shows clips of the show in such an odd context. And I'm like, am I supposed to know who these people are? What is going on? I have no idea. Immediately turned me off the whole show. I was like, and then they go do the intro and then it like feels like a normal show. But like this specific first like 30 seconds to 45 seconds was baffling it's like what am i watching yeah the hook is horrible for sure they totally do that reality show bullshit where they're trying to hook you to like hey the show's gonna have some interesting stuff we gotta grab all your attention right now uh don't go away and then you're like but i just want to watch it just just show it to me (laughs) it's not as egregious as uh like uh, some of the other shows that we've done where they do the, like the what's about to happen after the commercial break and then they recap forever. There's a little bit less of that, which is nice, but I definitely agree. Like the initial intro is very aggressive. What do you uh, mean, James? Every commercial Chris, had like a, a like, recap. Series, other shows. It didn't have like what's coming on next kind of, but it definitely had a good 15, 20 seconds recap. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'll give you the recap. I think what I liked was they didn't do the like spoiler section right before an ad. Uh, or yeah. at least it- well, that is actually another minutia thing I wanted to bring up. Whereas you say that, but then later they're building this bridge as we discussed. And like right before the commercial break, they have like their Bobcat or whatever they're using to build, like move this thing. And they're like, Oh my God, it looks like it's fallen into the river, but doesn't fall into the river. So like they like, fake out the like next what's coming next so like i'm not sure we watch the same show james like there's definitely a lot of like that was just a suspenseful moment <laughs> no. that's a reality tv show trap that got annabeth for sure <laughs> i mean yeah. i got all of this i was very i was definitely ready just, to watch this thing fall into the river but yeah yeah i i'm not sure if that was minutia but that was there's a lot of odd parts we'll get to but that one in particular, like they show a cliffhanger. It's coming. Oh, they're going to fall in the river. Stuff's going to go down. They never address it again. Nope, never. <laughs> they addressed never. it. It just didn't fall down. Like it was just fine. No, but it clearly did fall down. <laughs> like that's what they showed in the cliffhanger. The Bobcat did not fall down. It just like that camera angle made it look like it fell, but it didn't fall. And they just used it in the like pre-clip, and they never showed it again. Yeah, it's every MTV show ever. They were just like, ah, and then it's a commercial break. <laughs> but don't they address the, ah, when they come back? Like, they just don't even address no, it. No, they didn't. They didn't do anything. They just moved on. Yeah, they it was terrible. Yeah. It was baffling. Baffling. Uh, so I guess the other thing that like we first start out with is the hosts. We've got Marty Miles Misty. Okay, we gotta talk about this. Those I don't know. fucking names. <laughs> I, like, I don't know if there's a lot to talk about with the hosts because I don't know who they are. I don't know what they do. I don't know their history. I don't know anything about them. 
maybe this is a consequence of watching episode two, which I guess I forgot to t- say at the top that we watched season six, episode two. Uh, maybe I'll intro. I'll put that in the front uh, before because I forgot. Anyway, uh, maybe it's a consequence of not watching episode one that I don't really know who these people are. So like that I can understand. But overall, I, I didn't. They don't really have that great of a personality. Like, I don't know what kind of, they're just like. You're telling me the dude with the deep V down to his belly button doesn't have a personality? Uh, it's fair. He does. mustache? <laughs> what about that dude with the six he's foot? Got, he's got a look. I'm not sure he has a personality. Okay, That's so. a great way of putting it. Deep v guy. I forget his name. He's basically the main dude. That's Marty. Everybody else is his family, and he has spent his entire life homesteading in Alaska in the bush. And he has taught his family everything that they know about living off the grid. And that's basically all the setup you need for like what it is. So they go out and they help all these people. Yeah. I, like some other episodes randomly. That's basically the whole backstory. It's really wild to see dude with a deep V in the winter when there's like six foot of snow in the ground and he's still rocking the deep V though. <laughs> that's a real look. He's really committed to it. I mean, that might be the screenshot of the episode. I'm assuming <laughs> Uh, there's another shot that I, I think is in there's a the girl in the show has like a hat that's just ludicrous at some point. That is also uh I think Alert, in, alert. A new a challenger appears. Well, Their name? Brian Houston. <laughs> you can wait for him to actually show up before you tee him up. I mean, it was right on time. <laughs> it was close. Welcome <laughs> Uh, you. He watched the episode with us and then had something else to do. Now he's back. Uh, yeah. Welcome. Uh, we're just talking about the hosts and their history of just homesteading in Alaska. You so mean Jay- like they're just yeah. property brothers in the, in Alaska? <laughs> I mean, that's what this show is, right? Like, right. copy the formula of having the like two likable, funny, goofy hosts. Now there's three, whatever. And they go and they fix up a house, but now it's not a house, it's a homestead. I mean, it's always been a homestead, but it was in need of dire rescue. And instead of sending John Taffer to yell at everybody, you send this Rainy family in to, to help fix it up for him. Okay. This is the other thing that really pissed me off about this episode, thanks James, is the dire need, the lack of time. We're running out of time. This person needs help and it's just like every segment every like every time and i'm just like i get it this person might need some help you know they only cleared this whole land and build a whole house in a year and a half she can't handle building a a stupid garden and a bridge like give me a fucking break like obnoxious like i Cannot stand any of the language they use this whole episode. It's 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 definitely pretty. It's definitely pretty weird how they set this like hard. I mean, because it's clearly like okay, like the, like the dude with the deep V can just be there for six days, and he's gonna do as much work as he can in six days, and like hopefully like leave you like in a reasonable spot. But the way they talk about it's pretty ridiculous. I will say that like I do think that we that we unintentionally kind of picked a little bit of a of of, of a less interesting episode for this one, and in like. Some of the other ones we watch, it's basically been like, you know, 
it has seemed like they are more up against the clock because like for example like winter has come and the like their water is freezing over and they're having to figure out you know how to like keep their animals warm and, like keep these people from like not dying and stuff so i think that like some of the other setups like feel a little bit more dire but like in this one in particular where there doesn't really seem to be any time pressure other than like this dude just has to leave in six days like it definitely feels a little bit weird and those uh, other oh, episodes episode is by far the worst of like the two or three random ones that i've seen yeah, like, it's that. not even close. Like, there is no sense of urgency. The situation is not that bleak or dire. Um, and and she's more or less, like, doing kind of okay. Yeah. And, like, that is not the case in any other, other like, moments or, like... Uh, so, like, we, we basically, us three, me, Harrison, and Annabeth, discovered this while in a hotel driving across the country. And we're like, oh, this show is pretty cool. Like, and from the time we saw it, the situations were much more extreme than this one. This, this was definitely a not great episode from my perspective. Yeah. Yeah. So the real dire thing here was that like she physically couldn't work anymore because of her shoulder. And it seems like she's been there for like a year and a half and she hasn't been able to get her business off the ground. So she's not making any money and she can't do the things she needs to make the business happen by herself. Yeah. 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 Fucking Michigan crew. <laughs> so in the dire episodes, like that's got to be manufactured, right? Like, nowhere you're living remote in Alaska. Then you're waiting for the last minute for the TV crew to come out there. This is a thing in water situation. Okay. I will put right now, how much money is it going to take for Noah to do an experiment? Live three months in the winter in Alaska on your own off the grid. Zero. Like, no, he's, no, never going, he's not going to do that because there's no 4G and there's no quid. <laughs> yeah, if Quibi doesn't go to Alaska. Like, what's there's the point a, of there's satellite internet out there. We watched that one show with those old folks. They had internet. Really? But do they have the key? Key was though bring, off the grid. You bring up a good point, which is this show is relatively close to that British Netflix show about Alaska and the two. Yeah, Does anybody remember what that was called? I have no idea. <laughs> We're going to call it Wild Wild Wilderness. It, it was that one where the guy was giving away his house, right? It was Win the, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was win the Wilderness. That's yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that was like a competition. This definitely seems like Property Brothers mixed with that. Just yeah. Property Brothers in Alaska. I don't think it has anything to do with that show. But like, it's the same kind of people. True. On the topic of like the immediate need like i imagine that like it was a pressing need to like already and then like by the time you could actually get it out there it's like okay now it's a shit show yeah. if it was like a better thing but like why it's, even take the risk you're literally in the middle of alaska that seems so irresponsible no like this is what they dream of like hey like i have all this openness like i'm gonna survive on my own and then unfortunately shit goes south i mean it, it, this is definitely like a common theme of the people on the show it's like they you know, have gotten way in over their heads. Things have like totally escalated and they just like don't know a way out except for calling in the guy at the DV. It's kind of like when you're on like one of those bar rests, you're like, you know, restaurant impossible. It's like, this has gotten so bad and it's beyond my skill set to like solve this problem. So I'm either going to have to leave or, or, you know, depend on this dude to help me fix my situation. But how do you call this guy? Is he like 911? Is he like, let me call the like, or 411? Like, you just got to call this guy and he's just going to show up and film this reality show. Like that's just ludicrous. 
I mean, I'm sure that it's 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 like these other things where you probably have to like film some kind of a video of your prop and be like, oh man, here's our fucking terrible like farm that we built, and here's like this bear, like oh, this is where the bear attacked all my chickens, and, like whatever, <laughs> and like, can you come and help us? That's how I see what happens. But th- that's what I find so so crazy is that they're shooting this demo tape. Yeah. There's some weeks in between there. Then they gotta like shoot the ske- like schedule the shooting. Oh, yeah. Like, there's so much time now that has passed, and they're still taking a risk on, like, I'm going to freeze to death in three weeks. They're not actually going to freeze to death. It's probably like, you know, if I don't get help with this, I might have to go spend the winter in Anchorage, and I might come back, and it's all destroyed. All right. Let's, let's, let's pull us back a bit and talk about the actual people that own this, like, homestead. Yeah. So we've got the, what was it, Plum family? The Plums. Which is Shelly, and she has two children. Um, Sierra? And Noah. So Sierra lives on the property, and Noah has a full-time job where he works six days a week and can't help. And we've got Shelly. The reason, one of the things that they really bring up, like every segment again, is Shelly has a broken shoulder or some fucking thing with her shoulder. She I has a what now? Could you say it again? I, I didn't catch it. <laughs> something with her sh- something with her shoulder. So she can't uh, go out and like build a greenhouse or do the other things. But like somehow she got this whole land cleared and a house built in a year and a half. So and solar panels and she had a pretty nice TV. So like you know, she's really running out of time to, like, get this garden up and running in the middle of summer. Like, it's really dire. I'm sorry. I, can't be, I have to be snarky about it. I can't. You understand the Alaskan winter, Chris. She spent all the money that she has in the world. She went all in on this situation to, like, buy this land. And to, she's trying to start some kind of medicinal <laughs> herbs business. Yeah, that's her dream. Medicinal. We got to talk about this. So we have one, to talk about this. There's so only one medicinal money. herb you're going to be making money off of. Axe <laughs> <laughs> I mean, free. Cocaine. She basically just finds this like plot of land that like has all these different medicinal herbs on it and stuff. And she's like, oh man, like it would be really cool to just own this and live here and just harvest all these herbs. And then I guess sell them on the internet because there's no one who's going to come out to her to buy these herbs. But she said she wanted to do like tours where she yeah. teaches people like how to pick the herbs and identify them. So like part of her business model is having people come to Alaska. <laughs> well, that's what the Win the Wilderness people ended up doing was like they owned like a hotel or some shit and people came to them. So like that's not out of the ordinary, but you got to have like the hotel on your land too and a way for people to get there and like. Definitely. Yeah. But that's some reason for them to come there. The hotel seems way more profitable than going on like this herb expedition for like a couple hours. That doesn't seem like that's going to rake in a lot of money. Like, like what are you going right for forging for some herbs. I, I have no idea. Like, I have no idea. But if you're say you're in Anchorage and you're going to the south, how far away is this house? Not close. <laughs> like you're going to drive like four hours to do this herb tour and then drive four hours back. Like that's just not fucking happening. Also, the kids have jobs. What are they doing? What is close to them? Anchor. They're supposed to help out. That's it. We're really screwing over the daughter here, too. Like, she's living in the fucking middle of nowhere. Like, no. 
daughter. <laughs> it's, it's like, so basically like the, the mom just got herself all into the situation way over her head is going to lose the situation and can't handle. It. So she drags her daughter out there to be like, Hey, you have to help me and like do this. And they really, they really make sure in this show to go over time and time again, how the daughter has zero relevant skills and like just absolutely there's like man like like when we came in she had no skills she never knew how to survive anywhere and like they really made sure to hammer that home which isn't even true like so there's a gun segment where she gets this gun and they like set up a target and like she shoots once there's one like gun there's only like one hole in this thing and it's in the bullseye and you're like okay I guess that's fine. Like, I guess you're moving on now. There was like, she has skills. Yeah, there was no way that she hadn't shot a gun before. And I'm sure that that was not the first and only shot that she took. Like, like they basically said to be like, she shot this shotgun like two or three times. And every time we're just bullseye, (laughs) bullseye, bullseye. Unclear. Um, Yeah, so then they talk about like this Alaska winter where you got six to eight feet snow and you got talking about like the moose, a lot of moose talk in this show, a lot of worried about moose. James, are you you guys worried about the moose, the meese? I don't, I don't, I don't think they're meese. Are they? No. Where's the internet corner? I think Uh, they're just, it is just moose. Yeah. Got it. So something I didn't realize um, until kind of watching the show and chatting with some folks here was that like moose are pretty aggressive. Uh, I don't know. Like usually when you like think of moose, I just think about them grazing and maybe watching their, you know, their baby moose. But uh, apparently moose are super aggressive. One, they want to eat all of your vegetables in your garden. And two, they want to attack your dogs. You got to watch out for that. That's a real word. Yeah. Well, Do you think they're getting enough food grazing? Come on. Here's the real thing, though. Like these people are all focusing on the garden and stuff. I don't know how off the grid they didn't. They kind of glossed over the like, how are they currently surviving? What are they eating and everything? Mm-hmm. It sort of implies to me, having seen some other Alaska shows, that these people are not too far from town. Like I think that they're still buying their food stuff. Like I don't think that they are totally oh, sure. I mean, they're definitely not. That moose, like that's a lot yeah. of meat. You need that for the winter, and they're not prepared at all. There's no freezer. Yeah. There's none of that. So like. I don't think that they're like truly living 100 percent off the land, which isn't necessarily uh, a bad thing for them. But just just saying. So wait, you mentioned like off the land, like what do you? But you also conflicted with like off the grid. What do you think off the grid is? Like uh, legit question. Uh, I think of off the grid, and I could be wrong here. I think of off the grid is more like you're not really like on the power grid, and you're not like on plumbing for like water stuff like that. Um, living off the land, uh, so so being different, like off the grid. I think you could still go to the supermarket to get meat. I think if you're living truly off the land and, and 100% subsistence living, that you are hunting and gathering all of your food. You are not going to a supermarket. Yeah, like I, off the land was like I was like, okay, you're li- completely living on your own, like no nothing else. But like off the grid, like I'm sometimes curious because sometimes it could just be enough. Like, like hey, I don't have the internet, or but like I'm or I'm kind of remote. Yeah, I, I think off the grid to me at least is more about like you're not on a lot of the like public utilities. If you think about it that way. But I don't know. That's, that's kind of the way that I've seen it. Okay. Anyway, let's bring it back. Uh, I had some comments and now they're gone. Damn it. Um, so I got some minutia. Like, oh, those are going to talk about the moose. Like, 
So the moose that they showed, so they showed this video of this moose and like she brought her dogs to this moose, like this moose with her kids. And like, it's unclear to me if like a regular moose is going to be aggressive or it's just moose with their kids. It's like a bear with their kids is way more aggressive than just a regular bear. You know I what believe, I mean? I believe that is, they are usually scared away, but when there are kids involved, then they get wild. Yeah. And then the second thing I want to talk about with the moose. So they build this like fence structure around this plant garden, whatever. Is that going to actually defend against a moose slash bear? Like, I can't imagine that chicken wire stopping anything that size. Like, you just walk over that. No, I don't think it's going to... It, it seemed like a poor plan the entire time. Uh, but, but sorry, go ahead, Brian. No, I don't think it's going to like stop it initially. I think that like it'll probably get tangled up. Like It definitely won't step over it. At least, I don't know. I can't remember how high it was. It didn't seem very high. Like If it went all the way to the top, I think it would be way more of a deterrent. Yeah, but it's got to like get caught in the antlers is like the big thing. If it gets caught there, then like it, it's gonna freak out. But like it probably won't come back. I don't know. No idea. Uh, the other thing is like so the original fence plan was to make these teepee poles around, and then Sierra was like, "I don't want to see fucking teepees on my fucking homestead." Literally. And so they built like a real fence where they like dug the poles in and like they like nailed the top together. So like what is the pros and cons between the two there? Like we never got any of that. They definitely talked about it. In, well, what were the pros and cons? Uh, I can't remember the exact words they because they used some different words I hadn't heard of. But effectively, the TP strategy um was to avoid the problems with the ground freezing and thawing and being snowed over in the winter uh compared to the single pole smash in the ground you're gonna have to deal with basically the ground moving and freezing and then basically causing like the poles are going to be able to like break a lot easier yeah so you have to repair that thing and you don't have the excavator so you're just screwed yeah right. so she screwed herself oh yeah she can get a slip shamer but oh wait her shoulders busted she needed to see those plants, dude. It's way more important than keeping away the moose. How do you get a sledgehammer up the eight feet to slam this? You jump. I don't know why you're asking these stupid questions, Chris. <laughs> Sorry, that's funny. Uh, what's some other minutia? So they uh, they made a decomposing, deco or uh, what is it called? Decomposition. Bit. Yeah. Uh, Bearproof one. They made a composter where they took a rain barrel and some wood and an old bike. So that was pretty like that was ingenuitive. Like I thought that was kind of interesting to see. Like that's a that's like the stuff I liked about the show. It's like the ingenuity. That was cool. Yeah, there were a couple of moments of like engineering fun that I was like, oh maybe the show isn't awful. And then uh the other thing that i thought was kind of cool is like they're making this like greenhouse and they have like these they set rocks up on the corners some pretty big rocks and they like use a drill to drill in these like kind of i don't know spokes that will hold the base and they can like adjust the base depending on where it is in the rock so you can level out 
your greenhouse while it's on these rocks instead of it being on the ground as like kind of a base. I don't know. I'm assuming there's some issue with just putting the greenhouse on the ground. Uh, other than maybe it's easier to level this way or not. I don't. The is, rotting wood again. is frozen and, you know, below zero for like many months. Yeah. So I just don't know what that means in terms of like, I guess the floor would be really cold. Yeah. I mean, the, the soil on the ground is going to freeze over. Uh, so I think part of like raising it is to gain uh, some heat disparity. Uh, it seems like the main thing. The way I think about it, I think it's like the water in the ground is going to freeze, which will like disrupt stuff because like it'll expand. Well, like it's not also like just water, like literally the, the dirt will freeze in Alaska. Like the ground is frozen. Yeah. Dang. And that, that probably expands too. That's, I don't want to be in a place that cold. <laughs> you definitely don't. You definitely don't want to be in Alaska. It sounds terrible. There's also no sun. Like it's like, you know, there's no, there's only sun for like two hours a day in the winter. It's terrible, depending where you are. We're night people now. <laughs> Maybe you are. Uh, I guess the yeah. other thing they do in this episode we talked about is they make that bridge with the excavator, and then in, while they're doing that, they've got this guy, the, the main host. What's his name? Marty is just in the deepest of V's. James, have you ever worn a V this deep? I mean, I, I have played on a flag football team where it was mandatory to wear a deep V shirt, and that was pretty deep. Uh, I would say a little bit uncomfortably deep, but it still wasn't anywhere close to this. Yeah, this I, is like he's got like one, maybe two buttons. I think it was belly button, dude. <laughs> I mean, it was all it was pretty much open. Yeah. Uh, that was great. Uh, There's also a moment where like his mom calls and tells these awful jokes. And I want to know how this ended up in the episode. Harrison, can you <laughs> oh tell us God. why we had to listen to these terrible jokes? I cannot. Okay. Also, it was not just not just his mom. Also, him. He keeps like making references to song names. He's like, now she has a bridge. Now she can break on through to the other side. <laughs> That's great. Weird catchphrases. He he loves the catchphrases. I maybe this was just a bad episode. Love a good catchphrase. It did not work for me. <laughs> there is a another minutia. I'm gonna go off the bridge. Jump off the bridge uh, to a timber where they break a TV. Oh Thank goodness! Yeah. Oh yeah, this is my minutia list. Yeah. So to tee this up. Um, the main host asks the mom to go get something in the house, which she wants to get get rid of. And so she chooses her main like big TV to go bring out and break. Um, and I guess that's her only TV because she's talking about how the kids are not going to like it, that they don't have a TV anymore in the middle of Alaska. Uh, and then they decide to smash it. And she likes it because they're not going to waste their time watching TV. Which is kind of ironic, because everyone seeing that is watching TV. <laughs> this immediately made me hate her so much because she is essentially like asked her family like come out and work for her and like help her out, and then she has taken away like a source of entertainment. I would totally be like understanding if it was like yeah, like they're totally addicted to the television, can't do anything. But damn, like you 
Like, she's just like, yeah, Alaska's your TV. No, fuck you. Like, don't be that much of a dick to your kids who have come to help you. My bet is there's another TV in that house. Sure, there probably is. But the symbolic... It was terrible. Another TV, like, why not sell it? Like, you can smash something of lower value. Especially if you're going to get some money to still, like, build up the house. Okay, no, let me tell you this. The producers are like, hey, can we smash this TV? We'll give you, like... 300 bucks or whatever the TV's worth. Go buy a new one. Then it's me like, oh, great. Pretend like you're happy that we're smashing this TV. Like, the, and then, you know, this really pisses me off. Okay. So they're leaning up to this, right? So they're like, look at these solar panels. It's surrounded by trees. We got to get these trees down. But then, like, right before that, they were like, well, we need 40 foot logs. Look at these trees over here. Then they're like, Oh, let's cut one of these down. Oh, let's smash this TV. But then do we ever get back to the, let's cut all these trees down? Or like, did we use this tree to go across? Like, fuck, like, what the fuck is going on in the show? Like, all these leads up that don't lead anywhere? I fucking hate the show. And this is one of the main reasons why. Like, I'm so angry at the show. I don't think there's more times they said I fucking hate the show more in this show than any other show. Because it just tees these things up, doesn't pay them off, and they're just boring. Like, there's, like, two or three moments where I, like, I actually enjoyed the show. But, I don't know. This episode was just terrible. I I thought that they used the trees that they cut down to build the bridge. I mean, they did. But did they use that tree? Did they use a different tree? It's, It's just, they tee these things up, and then you just assume they don't, it just, I don't know. It, the way it's presented, I didn't like I do think that like there, this speaks a little bit about the show because, to me, like there was like a lot of like boring moments where like you'd easily tune out, and then they like, try to like fill in like some of this stuff, but it's just, it's not constructed in such a way that like it keeps your attention or like describes the situation well. If that kind of makes sense. There's so much wasted time in this. This could be a five-minute YouTube video. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not even fucking kidding. <laughs> that, It'd be five that, minutes. <laughs> So I sent you my rating before uh, this because I didn't think I was going to be on this. And I said, this could be a quibby. Easy. 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 Easy five-minute content. Yeah, I uh, pulled on that. I think it would have been cool to see how they get all the uh, like big construction equipment out there. Because like they kind of do a little bit of like funky math in the show. They're like, oh, for $300, you can build this bridge that normally would cost $3,000. And it's like, you guys had an excavator, a forklift. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. you don't have I that shit laying around. That. Yeah. Much yeah, I mean, it's definitely clear that these people live closer to civilization than they're making it appear. Like, very, they showed the same shot like 18 times of like this river, but now what's next to the river or the road to get to there? Like, I, I don't like in general, you gotta like let it go and like believe that this is, they're not near civilization, but like in which I did, like, I'm not like assuming I'm not upset that they didn't show or like assuming that they're closer and they're not, but it is, I very questionable with expect, especially the rest of how the production was, you know? Um, and how everything was produced. 
Um, anyone else have any other minutia they want to bring up? Annabeth, we haven't heard from you in a while. I don't know if I have any more minutia on this one. I just thought, you know, um, we saw some cool projects get made. We saw a very boring family. Um, I liked uh, the big beard guy. We didn't talk about him at all. We focused a lot on the deep V, but not the big beard. Uh, Miles? Yeah. Miles is the beard guy. I just don't know what there is to say about the beard guy. His beard has been growing for so long and it's so old that it got gray in the middle of it growing. So like the top of it is gray and the bottom of it is like brown. brown. It's pretty nuts. And that is, uh, yeah, that's unusual. Is it? Probably. We don't really talk about Misty either, the other host. There's She's nothing to say. Yeah. Well, let, so this brings us to, we started this last week where we have questions. So let's lead us to some of these questions. So, like, uh, since we're talking about the host, is these is this the apex for these hosts? Like, is this their top of their career? Oh yeah, where else are they going? I don't yeah. know. Like, is this just like a advertisement for them? Like, for them to like you normally their business is coming to their house and you pay them to like fix your shit. Sure. Here's the thing. That's not exactly a large market, and if they are as good as they claim to be, you probably already know about them. There's not that much competition in the homesteader rescue business. Got John Taffer. He's probably more expensive. Anyone else want to weigh in on Apex? Everyone agree? I definitely think Apex because this show has lasted so many seasons. Like, That's pretty good. I mean, we are in season six. So, I don't know if this is Apex. Wait, do you Inter know about another show? The Internet Corner. He gets paid twenty to thirty thousand dollars for a speaking fee. Oh, Marty Rainey. Yeah, but does he get that because of the show? I have to imagine. Like he's not getting that when no one knows who he is. So. He definitely has like a lot of experience on roughing it. Like he's got the legit street cred for that. The show is what's like propelling him. Uh, but still, like the show is good, but twenty, thirty thousand dollars for a speaking fee? That and the Discovery Channel show, I don't know. <laughs> neck and neck. I mean he probably makes more money in the hosting gig, but that's not the question. But who knows how to answer this question? I don't know fucking making these things up i got no idea um let's see james what is the most baffling or cringeworthy moment in this show oh man damn it this show wasn't as good for those there are so many other moments in others um i can give you mine if you uh want to think about it for a second give me one and i'll come back to you all right so there's this so our boy marty comes along and he's like makes his bridge and he's like the grass is always greener on the other like he says that and the context for grass is always greener is not like it's a very negative pejorative thing but he doesn't say it like that he says like literally the grass is better because she can get her herbs on the other side of this fucking river which for some reason doesn't exist on her side of the fucking river i don't get it 
Whatever. I think this just falls into him saying catchphrases that don't really apply just because it comes into his No, I, I know. This is my most baffling slash cringeworthy moment. Like, it exists in both. It's like baffling and cringeworthy at the same time. So, I don't know. Cringeworthy. The baffling, though, because I just find it really hard to believe, was the uh, that was her first time shooting a gun. Like, totally unbelievable. Nobody hits three perfect shots in a row when they're first time shooting a gun. Like, it's just totally unbelievable. So, not cringeworthy, but definitely baffling. Like, maybe just clear, clearly lying. Yeah. I mean, agreed. Anyone else got any baffling, cringeworthy moments they want to bring up? Brian? I got one. So, why the fuck are these hosts so enamored by this video of a moose? I'm sure they've seen moose before. I <laughs> 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 agree. Agreed. I don't know if they've seen a GoPro before, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. But they're also watching it on a smartphone. Oh, maybe they haven't seen a smartphone. I got you. <laughs> maybe they should uh, smash that GoPro instead. You know, who needs can't sma- You can't smash a GoPro. That's the whole fucking point, Chris. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Uh, all right, I got another question for everyone. What's your favorite minor minutia? Uh, I can start out. Um, let's see. There's a there's a point where they were gun like shooting the guns, and the one dude Marty, what's his name? No, Miles says like you gotta uh, fortify your human footprint. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> it means you gotta shoot all the animals. That was, that's that's one of my favorite minor minutiae. Oh, I have a guess at what fortify your human footprint might mean, though. Is that where you're like pooping and peeing all over the place? So, like, no, I think what it means is you're trying to establish a perimeter around your human established like mm-hmm. zone. So your footprint is basically your homestead, and you're trying to be like, hey, this is my footprint. No animals allowed in here. Get out of here. Yeah, but that shooting your gun in the middle of the day is not going to do anything. Oh, I agree with that. That was the ammo when ammo is pretty hard to come by. I was just, uh, just cringeworthy. I like, I just baffled by that moment as well. But I like that minor minutia. I'm assuming James yours is the deep V. Oh, is the deep V qualified for minor minutia? Because I love. Yeah, yeah. it's just like the smallest thing that you like that has like nothing to really. Yeah, 100% deep V. It's even better when it's in, you know, the freezing cold. I don't know how he's doing it. You have to try it. You don't know. Maybe they got a heater on the camera and you, you can't see it. You're just <laughs> getting heat from the camera. Yeah, it would be it would be a crazy scandal if it came out that like, you know, this guy actually was like a big wimp in the cold and like, you know, between shots, he's like putting this big cold <laughs> and then he's taking it off, but it's got the, you know. I guarantee you, if this is eight feet of snow and he's at a deep V. Every commercial break, he is definitely wearing like he's definitely wearing something. I don't know, dude. This guy seems like he's he's a pretty hardened fella. I'm not sure. I don't agree. Brian, what's your favorite no. minor minutia? Oh, I was just gonna say, Marty Rainey. He's definitely legit. Like, look at his backstory. Does he's he have a book? Cred. All these people have books. Not that I've seen, but. It seems like he's made a lot of money over the years by basically being like kind of like a Sherpa or guide uh, for hiking Denali. Um, oh, yeah. That's what they said. That was in the intro, right? They're like, the family lived below some mountain. Denali, I guess it was Denali. Yeah. Like, he, I think he's the real deal. With a sex appeal? 
clearly. Brian, what's your favorite minor minutia? So I was also going to bring this up before, but like, I think that like he was actually shirtless at some point. I don't think like, was it a D- super DV or was it shirtless? Like building that fence? Oh, I could have oh. swore it was shirtless, but I can't now. Like when you mentioned like one or two buttons, I'm like, that's basically shirtless. I mean, he was basically shirtless for sure. <laughs> um, I guess one last question I've got for everyone, which is a staple on the podcast and has been, what is the production schedule? Uh, we lost some Michigan guys, so maybe they'll be back in. Uh, so clearly I think Harrison mentioned it was a week for the production schedule, but like, it's not really clear. They're there, but they're not, they're not talking. Six, six, six days. (laughs) Yeah. For this one it was. How do you know it was six days? Did they say that? Well, there's, yeah. So everyone's episodes is always seven days. They get a week to do everything. And then like, as they go through the show, they're like, there's six days left. Oh, there's only two days left or whatever. But yeah, they're all like a week long thing. But they never said how long it was in this episode. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, having seen a few others, they're always a week long. That's it's weird because they were like, we're running out of time, but they like fucking didn't say anything about what the time limit was. So so there's two aspects of time. One is the week for the show done. The other is the, you know, the approaching doom of winter, (laughs) the the approaching apocalypse for their homestead. Like, like. Credit. Uh, from it. Note, we haven't mentioned this, but not every episode is in Alaska. Uh, oh. for, we saw one that was in like Vermont. So it's not always impending winter doom, but. I mean, Vermont, I mean, Basically, not as bad, but you're not doing much better. <laughs> no, but I, I thought this was all Alaska, so that was good data. Um, all right. So let's get to the ratings, unless anyone's got Wait, anything else. You forgot the most important question Is this better naked? Yes, it is. Okay, go. <laughs> yep. That's <laughs> just like we never have anything good to say about that question. <laughs> I mean, like he's basically gonna DB. Like, come on. If he was Drink like, if he could be naked, he would be. <laughs> Drink every time there's a DB on screen, guys. Would the show be better if they were all kids and they had to survive? <laughs> Some sort of Hunger Games. How about uh, Hunger Games? No, more like uh, what's that show? Kids and the Survivor. Survivor Kids? Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Survivor Kids Edition? It's uh, like the colony, but with kids. I don't know. We're going to move on. We're going to go to ratings. Noah, hit me with your rating. Yeah. This show is tough to watch. Um, not because it's a challenging topic. It, it just isn't good. Uh bottom middle of the bottom i don't want to put it at bottom of bottom because there were some like redeeming moments but it's just really slow not great uh brian what do you got for me top of the bottom like it should be a quibby show like if they cut out so much of the fluff it'd be so good like and i bet that there are other episodes that talk about better inventions but we might have picked the bad episode too i don't know it but to me, this was a lot of fluff, and I imagine there's all the episodes are like that. Uh, Max, what do you got for me? Uh, bottom third, top of the bottom. Had some redeeming moments. I will never watch another episode. Sorry, Michigan folks. We just picked a bad one. 
All right, Michigan folks, Harrison, what do you got for us? Um, I mean, yeah, like I'm, I'm definitely bummed out that we seem to have picked a bad episode for this pod because my reign's not going to make a lot of sense compared to your experience. This is definitely a top third show for me based on my experience with it. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The other two episodes that I've that I've seen had much more interesting people that they were kind of helping that were up against more interesting problems that they invented more interesting things to solve it with. So I just think that, yeah, uh, and kind of, kind of, kind of unfortunate in, in the episode we picked, probably should have done a little bit more research on that kind of came together at the last minute, but top third show for me. Okay. James, um, what, do you got? what Brian got so, side note, like, kind of interesting like getting a quick rundown from like annabeth harrison and james like on what their what one of their more likable episodes is like like after the ratings maybe sure let's go to the ratings first and then we'll get to that james what do you got so to be consistent with other ratings for this i will give a rating for this episode uh or i'll, I'll kind of judge it with that with having some context so i'm gonna give the show an official middle third top of the middle uh if you before watching this particular episode, I would have clearly given it a top third. Uh, similar to what Harrison said, like we discovered the show in a hotel. It was a ton of fun. Uh, we actually like watched it a, a couple of different nights. Um, all of the projects were much more interesting. People were much more interesting. There was a lot more animals and like just different facets kind of moving. And this episode really didn't have any of that. Um, I think we got excited by the title with the moose and we were excited there was going to be some moose action. And that was really just kind of a misdirection. There was like minimal with like next to nothing about the moose. Um, so I think this, this particular episode was like overall the worst I've seen of the show. Um, but I still think like the overall format is pretty decent. Um, and it really just depends on the people and the situations. And it was just unfortunate. This one was a boring one. So we really yeah. need to, we really need to cut out on like looking at the episode titles for guidance. Yeah, for sure. Annabeth, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, from my experience with the other episodes we've watched this show, I put it in the top, but this episode specifically, I don't think is a top third. This episode was pretty bad. Um, but I think in general, I, I, I have enjoyed what I've seen of this show because I really liked the creative projects I've seen them do. Um, and I'm also fascinated by the people who choose to live this lifestyle and this, these like terrible situations they've gotten themselves into. That can be pretty compelling if the people are a little more interesting to begin with. Um, so I think in general, I'd give the show a top third. Um, it'll be no surprise to anyone listening to this podcast that I'm going to give this a bottom third. Uh, you might get a preview of my top, my bottom five of season five already because I think... This episode was terrible. I think the premise is somewhat compelling. Like, I think that you're right. Other episodes could be good, but the production of this episode was so bad with the recaps, the weird, just timing, the mansplaining, all this real, like just awful. Like everything about the production of this episode was bad. Like you put interesting people in an interesting situation. You could bump this up out of the bottom five probably but like this episode garbage just garbage um that's where we're gonna put it um so brian ask your question again so that we can tee this up in a better way from sorry sorry sorry. um okay can you give a brief summary um and harrison james on one of your more favorite episodes of this 
I think they froze. Oh, they froze again. Okay, <laughs> dang it. No. All right. I mean, well, I'm legit- we'll, get back. we'll get back to that <laughs> yeah. when they come back. Um, I can give my update on Southern Survival if you yeah, want. Yeah, give us your update on Southern Survival and uh, we'll come back to they, this. They are back. Well, they're okay. not actually back yet. Can we wait till we hear them? Yeah, hey, their, their Zoom application crashed. But their audio is on. Yeah. Audio All right. trying to be back, but Zoom keeps on a failing. Okay, now we can hear you. Yeah, 30-second pitch. What are your more favorite episodes? Go. What, what episode? That? He wants uh, you to describe one of the other episodes you've watched in 20 seconds or less. Mm. Do you want to go Vermont. for it or do you want me to do it? Uh, I can take the Vermont one. I'll take that one because that one's nuts. Right. So imagine a family that has sold every all of their possessions. They have purchased a plot of land with a cabin on it from a Craigslist ad uh, in the middle of nowhere, Vermont. They move into this place and it is an utter disaster. There's no restroom, no outhouse. They literally are shitting in the woods. Uh, meanwhile, all of the animals, chickens, pigs, everything is dying all around them. Uh, and so they have called in Homestead Rescue to help them get themselves out of jail. Damn, you fucking sold me. That was incredible. That sounds way better. It was. I just want to see. I wonder how many people got murdered from that Craigslist ad. Let's go see this cabin in the middle of the woods. <laughs> like everything about that situation was so much more interesting. Like one, just hearing like why these people were excited to try this different lifestyle. Two, they've sold everything and they bought this thing on off a of Craigslist. And then like every move they've made, like from the trees they've cut down to their decision to poop in the woods to everything else is just all wrong. And having like deep V come in and be like, "What in the hell are you guys doing? We got to whip you guys into shape." That was that, a good show. That, that's a John Taffer moment. I like that. Right. Yeah, there was no John Taffer in this one. Uh, Brian, give us the update you've got for okay Southern Survival. So quick update on Southern Survival. Watched a few more episodes. It is definitely a little bit QFC like, but there are still some like interesting moments because like they QVC. were doing QVC. <laughs> Sorry, I cannot pronounce stuff right now. Um, so one of the things that they were doing was like uh, windshield breaking and like testing like how to like get out of a car like if it like drowns and stuff. And watching that episode, it made me realize like, yeah, these people are just like, the, we're not the right audience. Like this audience is like, hey, I can't expect uh, 911 people to get out to me in any reasonable sense of time. So like I need to get this thing for my car in order to help me in a shit show. I have a question for you. Do they still only be like, well, you need this. This is the scenario. This is the one product that is good. Or yeah, do they well, actually test products? They actually did test a, like a bunch of products for that. And like, they were, they were saying that like, Hey, this like spring loaded, like uh, braking system for the um, glasses in the car is the most effective. Like it breaks it with ease and quickly. So that was interesting. The second one I um, I saw was they had like a knife or death style competition. Then they brought in Big Chris from a knife or death. Oh, so that was kind of cool. Um, and they had like a stupid little course they made, but like it was still fun. And also learned a little bit about like knives where it was like, oh, yeah, like this little like curved part of the top is for like um, sparking a fire. Um, and they also invented their own knife with like little compartments. So it wasn't entirely like QFC, but there was still like a bunch of like, hey, I'm just trying to sell this product. QVC. QVC. Kingston. <laughs> I need that Kingston charcoal. <laughs> the Kingston. Uh, 
Harrison, have you been enjoying the uh, challenge this season? Um, I have been, but we are not up to date on it, so we cannot. Oh, what? No. You're watching this show no over the challenge? We are. We are like I think two episodes behind behind current. So I will oh. say, I'm not. I'm not getting any spoilers right now. No, that's fine. I was just no. curious if you were if you're liking the season. I'm going um, to give I mean, you a one-word adjective for the next two episodes. No. It's not no. A no. Shut up. No. Who's in the Every lid? Time. <laughs> Fine. Uh, We're yeah, not going to... We haven't been talking about it. I was just curious. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, you know, I don't... I don't love the bunker setting. Like, I don't think that that's kind of, like, fun or, like, kinda, like what I really come to the challenge for. I think they should be living in a regular kind of MTV party house... I like that vibe a lot better, certainly. Um, you know, I haven't seen how they're going to deliver on the Red Skull situation yet, but I like the concept. But if they're not going to be prepared to eliminate, like, a meaningful number of people that didn't get Red Skulls, then it's going to kind of end up being a little bit of a dumb gimmick. So no spoilers on that, but that's kind of my, my current feelings on it. All right, all right. We I mean, got to move We got to move off because uh, there's some definitely some updates on that. So we'll, we'll stop talking about that. It is. Uh, wild how they've edited D out of that show. Like it is such a testament to like reality show editing, how they were able to make an entire person disappear off the show. It's oh yeah. Wild. I love it. Yeah. Uh, so James, you'll be happy. I've been watching some below deck. So like nice. I'm watching the most recent season of below deck Mediterranean. Nice. So the, the whole Michigan houses as well. I'm yeah. Uh, I'm like, we have, we, have a, we have a slight update. Harrison's dad is now official friends on LinkedIn with Captain Sandy. We're gonna oh, yeah. Wait, how? <laughs> you add that, you just add that connection and they accept it, Brian. That's how you get it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's not my favorite kind of reality. Like, there's just like, this minutia about all these people doing their jobs just kind of like I don't care that much I do like the relationship drama like that's kind of interesting but most of them are in relationships I don't know I'm still sticking with it but I don't know if I would continue on to another season mm. but I'm assuming you guys are really enjoying the season yeah it's, it's been really good so far I mean like um, I'll, like Annabeth and I have, have watched the first two seasons of a regular below deck, which are really good. And then, and then we started on the new Mediterranean season when, when, when we came here. Uh, and yeah, definitely liking it. I like, uh, I like the chef Kiko. Maybe we'll try and try and make some of that mokeka stew that he's always making. Let's see. I, I, I will say, uh, this season's pretty good, but it hasn't really ramped up at an, at, at the same kind of rate as some of the others. So we're going to have to see where it goes. But um, it is really interesting having seen other seasons and how the characters sort of come in and out. Uh, really excited about this whole Bugsy situation with Hannah uh, going all the way back to, I think, season two of The Med. Uh, a lot of drama. It's been fun to see how that relationship's going along. Uh, anyone else have any other shows they want to shout out before we uh, leave it? Uh, Max? I, I have watched another two episodes of Undercover Billionaire. Oh, Yeah. So we talked about these briefly where you weren't, where you were muted. Yeah. So I'd be interested to see what you said. Um, I think it's still a, a really fascinating show. I do not believe the, the business he is developing will hit 
one million dollars. What was that? I missed that last. I I do not believe that the business he's developing is going to hit one million dollars within ninety days. I think it will. I think it's way more staged than we think it is. Like sure. him finding uh, the tires, and then all those business development people helping him, and then all these people in like the community helping. Like, like I could see a little bit of it, but like there's like fifteen people helping him for like no money. If yeah, the no money thing is especially weird. They don't even get equity in the company. They're just yeah. helping him for free. Doesn't make any sense. I um, am. I love hate watching that show. So I'll probably watch another. I'll probably finish the season, but it's been a while. <laughs> James, you're shaking your head at me. What is this hate watching thing? <laughs> it's it's baffling. It's like, I like to watch it and take notes and be like, how the fuck is this working? Like what's going on? Like, you have to watch it, Max. Like Max agrees with me. Okay, so it's a, it's just a new angle uh, that I appreciate the categorization. Well, it's like I like to watch it and take notes and then bring it up on the pod. That's that's what I like. If it wasn't the pod, I'd stop. Like okay, that, for the pod, do it for the pod. I like shitting on it on the pod. That's why I like this pod. It's you know a good reason why I like doing this pod. Uh, I think that's it for us this week. Uh, you can find I us. Will, oh, I, I oh. do want to plug one show. Oh, man. You just uh, got to interrupt the host like that? It's okay. Yeah. What Quibi show is it, Noah? <laughs> it is the Quibi show on HBO <laughs> called... Um, it's on HBO. It's called I May Destroy You. Um, like, excellent show. Just, like, super well done. The acting is great. The writing is great. Uh, if you haven't checked it out, I would highly recommend checking it out. I may destroy you. What's okay. like the genre? Um, like it, it's drama for sure. It follows this um woman in present day London who's a writer and just like lives through her life. Um, it's super well done. Like I can't really describe it more than that. Like I just ch- put on your like to do list. All right. In the queue. Just trust Noah. That's what oh. you have to do. Uh, from a anonymous listener, we have it's a BBC show. But actually, maybe HBO just got the rights on the show in the US. It's probable. Um, well, that's it for us this week. You can find us on Twitter at Hoop with this on. You can email us questions and suggestions at Hoop with this on at gmail.com. And you can find us on Facebook.com slash Hoop with this on. And we'll see you guys next time. Welcome to Who Put This On, Season 5, Episode 8, where we watch... Fuck, what's the name of the show? God damn it. Homesteader.